Welcome to a Healing Peace Podcast. We partner with JNTEL, a nonprofit organization that provides educational programs to promote emotional and mental health while building our identity in Christ. In this podcast series, you will learn about me, Kimir Baker, the CEO and founder of JNTEL, and other life changers. We inspire, equip, and support you along your journeys. By the renewal of our minds, we overcome life challenges. We renew and rise up. Welcome home. I hope you're doing well. I can't believe we are now in the fall season. I'm so excited for this podcast segment. It's going to be a little bit different because this year I have been chit-chatting with a lot of people and I am pulling together two of my incredible interviews that I've had on other people's podcasts. This interview with Paige Clark, we're talking about work and how to be balanced at work, how to represent God in our workplace. So I want you to have a great time listening to our conversation We're going to go to a commercial break. Once we come back, we're going to jump into the interview. And of course, as usual, please subscribe to our channel and tell your friends and family about us. Did you know that a Healing Peace podcast has a website? You will find resources along with our very own tools and tips on our website. Our tools and tips provide tangible principles to keep you on your emotional healing and wellness journeys. While you are on our website, sign up for our newsletter. You will receive a free emotional wellness assessment just for signing up. Also, you will stay informed about podcast episodes, courses, and workshops. You will receive all this great information just for signing up for our newsletter. Go to ahealingpeace.com today. Hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of the 9 to 5 Faith Podcast. I'm here with one of my new friends, Kimir Baker. How are you doing today? I'm doing pretty well. I'm excited to be here with you. I'm so excited. And this has been like months in the making, too, (laughs) just because life and schedules and all of that stuff. So I'm so happy that we finally get to sit down, we get to have a good conversation, and we get to talk about all the things, faith and work and all that good stuff. Yes. Yeah. So tell us a little bit about yourself. Well, my name, as you already said, is Kimir Baker. And about five years ago, I started a nonprofit called J Intelligence Networks. And for short, we're J Intel, because that is a mouthful. And what we do, we provide educational programs, faith-based educational programs for emotional health and healing, emotional healing as well. And being a the founder and a CEO, that's what brought me here today because I can work a lot. Yeah. <laughs> and so I, I've learned some things in my own walk with God in terms of just discipline so that I'm making sure that I'm connecting with him in the midst of all that needs to get done. And I would say, as I made that statement, I was like, well, Jameer, your story is not that different. You're a woman. <laughs> and as a woman, that's what we do. We get the job done. Yeah. And sometimes in that process, we kind of overlook ourselves and overlook digging deeper in our walk with God because we just don't have time. Yeah. So I have so many questions kind of rolling through my head. So the first one is when setting up your company, how did you, it's kind of, I guess, a little bit easier because it is 
the product is a faith-based product, but how do you in, in terms of like company culture, hire, we always said hire and fire to your values, you know, how do you keep Jesus and your Christian values at the forefront of your mind when you're running your business? Well, it actually is kind of interesting because there are certain things you're not supposed to do by law in terms of uh, how much you communicate God and things of that nature. And so for myself, I realized that a lot of what we represent, we have to walk it. We -hmm. can't just say, oh, we represent God in the new and fresh light. Like we have to make sure that we're treating people with love, dignity, and respect. And those attributes, it when it come out, a lot of people at times don't have that experience. They they may have the experience where their boss is over them, they're being micromanaged, they're not being built up. And mm-hmm. so when we can come and present those practices, they know right away that we're different. And yeah. then they feel so like excited. And so then they just work harder because mm-hmm. they feel believed in. Yeah. Yeah. And so that that's been exciting to see because I before my character was, let me say Jesus. If I didn't put him in a sink, I'm not believing today. <laughs> and, to, and, to, and to make that adjustment, and because not everyone can receive Christ in that way, where it's just in their face. And so I had to learn how to adjust my presentation of him so that he is not only still being seen, but approachable. Mm. I, I'm actually working on, on some writing right now and it, I have like normal, but sacred. Mm. And I feel like what you just said, like seen, but approachable is like the same exact, like kind of falls into the same dichotomy of, of the two, because yeah, like, I think, I think that there's this holiness, right. The reverence that we should have for God, but also like Jesus for everyone who accepts yeah. him. Yeah. Yeah. So, and yeah, go and ahead. I would say we know in our journey, there were times where we weren't ready to hear him and want to draw closer to him. Mm-hmm. And so then it becomes who are we to be the complete opposite when he met us where we were at and was able to have that conversation with us and slowly bring us to that place. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I think too, like that not only not that it waters down the gospel, but it it helps people understand like kind of the context of Jesus and like how he works. I know that sounds like really vague, but I'm thinking of like the chosen series, right? Like I know there's like a lot of like internal controversy of like the legitimacy of it. And I think like, you know, you can argue, you know, theology every day with it. That's fine. You know, that's not what I do. Um, More power to those people who do. But I think that what it has done in a really great way is it has shown both the humanity and holiness of Mm -hmm. Jesus, which is a really beautiful thing to see. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. And when I watch The Chosen, I've seen a couple of episodes because what they do is they they fill in the gaps of the possibility of what what was that culture like? What could have been? Mm-hmm. And and, you, and when I watch it, I'm like, you know, I never thought about it that way. I never yeah. thought about Matthew doing X, Y and Z and, and someone being exiled from their family. 
I was like, I, I never processed that because when you read it, you read it so quickly sometimes. Right. They'll slow down to say, well, wait a minute. How how did that decision impact other people around them? Mm. I feel like The Chosen does a good job of showing what that impact looks like. Oh, yeah. There's a book um, that I like to read. It's called What If It's True? And mm. have you read it? I haven't, but it sounds enticing. Oh, it's so good. Um, but it's this guy who usually writes fiction mm-hmm. and it's all it's half memoir half half like historical nonfiction. but but it's mm-hmm. like he, what he does is he applies his skills as a fiction writer on top of the bible and oh. like the stories of jesus mm-hmm. and so he does it in, the, in in a book form the same thing that i see done in the chosen is like mm-hmm. adding a lot of context to um to different stories like you know the birth of jesus well like we just know like okay mary didn't have room at the end so she gave birth in a stable well he adds context around him is like it's freezing cold mary is in pain like there are animals pooping right next to her like she's in a a barn in essence so he just adds like different context to it so yeah those things like that i always recommend those to people because as a good starting point especially when they're getting to know the bible yeah that totally makes sense because it hits your heart in a different way Mm -hmm. i think it we were able to see it Mm -hmm. like yeah how we're just able to see it in a way that makes more sense mm-hmm. anyways there's there's a little tidbit about reading the bible um <laughs> so in what ways have you used your faith to kind of develop the policies around your work so like whether it is respecting the sabbath or you know how you even pay your employees or dig into that for me yeah i think for me our our philosophy is integrity that that's one of our pillars is integrity and showing god in a fresh light mm-hmm. and so there's there's been many times where the flesh will come in and you want to cut corners and and you want to not pay someone as much because you don't have very much money mm-hmm. but after a while, you're like, okay, you know, that makes no sense. Mm-hmm. This person has worked really hard. They've demonstrated their value to us. Why am I wanting to cut something that they need? And so those those things are, I think, brings me back from the flesh. Like, okay, will God meet our needs if we give abundantly? And I will say that he does. Mm-hmm. And so that that was something that I continue to learn, especially in the first couple of years when we were starting, just in terms of not being so tight-fisted with finances, being responsible, but allowing God to breathe through them and in the process impact people around. And again, as I said before, we really do work on us being a light. And you know, when they come in, they read our mission, they, they know what we're about. And so that does add another layer of okay well how are you going to engage with me if i know that this is who you represent right yeah and we know sometimes christians get it bad because if you make one mistake all christians are terrible yeah 
And and so it, it does put us at a higher standard than most individuals, most companies because of that. Yeah, I, I, I have been able to work for some Christian companies and they they like to say, you know, Christian companies should be the best run businesses mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. they have that integrity level. But also I think in the way that it, I mean, business ethics even, right? Like you can go into down that rabbit hole if you want to of like how you run your businesses in an ethical way. And also when it comes to things like acting against your mission or against your values, you know, we're all human. That's going to happen. But I think the response is so significantly different. And that's what sets Christians apart from, yeah, you know, other people. Yeah. Because I've learned generally, let me learn my lesson so I don't have to keep learning the same lesson. And and God will place you back in a circumstance to continue to purify. Yeah. So I'm like, well, let me get that the first time. <laughs> Make my life a little bit easier. Take the pain away. You know, and, and then and then after you're done with the frustration and you really ponder over, you're like, wait a minute, this was self-induced because I knew better, but this was the route that I took. So I can't get mad at God. I, I need to take responsibility for my actions. Hmm. And then one thing God has been teaching me, I've just started like my own garden um, in my backyard. And one thing that he really has been teaching me is what you were saying earlier of him providing. Mm -hmm. And one thing that I'm learning is he will give you just enough. Exactly. (laughs) I feel like you have a story about that and I want to hear it. Yeah. I mean, you want abundance. Yeah. Yeah. Because I state that we we're because nonprofit, of course, apply for grants and and there was one grant that I applied for and and I was like, I put in for the max. I was like, mm. okay, I can't wait because because mm. these are all the things that we need to get through, and I think that what we were awarded was a fraction. Mm-hmm. It, I think it was one percent of the request, and and I was like, okay, but. On the flip side, that organization receives so many requests because they're not a lot of loopholes that you have to go through. Mm-hmm. And so then once you start thinking, I was like, wait a minute, we actually did really well to get a response. Mm. Yeah. We did well to get a response that quickly. And even though it was 1%, it could have been nothing. Right. And we used it, of course, but... Would it be great to have gotten the abundance? Right. And so it, it is all God's timing. Yeah. And I think just his provision, you know, I just think about one of, I mean, it's one of my favorite stories because I mean, all the Bible stories where I'm like, I wouldn't do that. And I'm like, yeah, you would like, that would definitely be you. But yeah. you know, when, when the Israelites are in, the desert and God provides them with manna. And he says, don't keep it. Like you have to trust me that we're going to still provide. Um, And, you know, those who kept it, it went rotten and spoiled within, you know, within a day and it didn't last. And, And so just that, that absolution of like God giving us just what we need when we need it. Yes. When we ask. Yes. And 
He's a right on time God. Yeah. But he's not a before God. <laughs> I'm like, God, you know, I'll be less anxious if you wanted to do it before. <laughs> yes, that too. But also, do not worry, for I am with yeah. you. <laughs> There's also that element. And and that's that's been I, I like I this takes me all the way back to like my childhood when mm-hmm. we would like sing the verse like thy lamp guide to my feet and a light into my path or I'm butchering it yes. right now but and I heard a sermon one time and I was like it's a it's a lamp it's not a floodlight it's not the sunshine it is a lamp how far ahead can you see with a lamp not very far right God yes. gives you a lamp for he shows you what is right in front of you not down the line Right. Yeah. I I always liked that because I'm like, yeah, that's true. Like as much as we hate it. But I mean, the ability that we have to surrender that to God, it's, you know, our wanting to cling to it is just our attempt at control. Yeah. It's our our version of security. Yeah. And really our security should just be in Jesus. Yeah. And that's what he says. And and that's why there's a constant wrestle. Yeah. Yeah, the tension there. So tell me a little bit about you're developing a faith-based product. Obviously, you know, you are living out those those principles in your work. But what I hear from a lot of my friends who have worked in ministry Mm -hmm. is that it can become a little bit, I guess, numbing. Hmm. In essence, so like, for example, say, I, I, I don't to correct me if this is a poor example, but like you're writing a curriculum mm-hmm. and you're spending time in the word writing this curriculum based off of what you said. You just count that as your time spent with Jesus. Oh, yeah, that that doesn't work for me. <laughs> I, had to, I don't think I, it works I, for anyone. Yeah, I, I learned the hard way. Like, God, he he interrupts me like he is very devoted to us having time together Mm. and so if i'm not putting my time in with him i start going crazy i've just learned that emotionally i'm all over the place my faith is all over the place and even when i'm home with my family because there's so many different levels of responsibility when you're in your family Mm -hmm. and you have less time because there's so many needs that you know th- that's the temptation to okay i'm gonna meet those needs and then i'll do god later and then later becomes the next day and then right. it's barely the next day and th- and then it keeps going and but when i'm in that phase that stage i'm not right, right. <laughs> I'm, I'm more hostile towards people i'm short-tempered i everything is about me it's about mm. me my needs because i'm not looking through the lens of him and I'm not being strengthened by him. And so that was something he taught me in the beginning for the nonprofit. And and it's been great because it spared me from more hurt because he is very deliberate in wanting to spend time with me. And now I I can take pride in that in in a sense of, wow, you love me that much. You want this much time? Okay. You got all these other things you could be doing. You got all these other people going on, all this chaos. But you're that deliberate and want to time with me. Okay. Who am I to turn down the creator of the world? That's beautiful. I have never considered that before. Mm-hmm. I'm like, 
he gets to spend time with us and he chooses to spend time with us. Yeah. And very deliberate with it. And, yeah. and so loving and so kind. And for me, he had to transform or, or change my perspective to be able to see the loving kindness because of the previous messages that I had ingrained in terms of you got to be X, Y, and Z. Mm. even to approach him your stuff got to be perfect right and and that's not his character that's not his perspective and right. so once I was able to remove that that faulty lens that foggy lens and put that lens in, of through he says all time in his word and actually start believing that yes I'm wonderly formed yes I will do anything the impossible like are you giving me these things yeah. And, and and once that started being implanted in my spirit, then it became, oh, why why wouldn't I want to spend time with you? Yeah. One thing that I am learning too, I'm I'm going through this book on prayer, and it was it was like, do you go to God about everything in prayer? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Everything. Like, yeah. and that asked me a really hard question of like, am I even diluting my prayers? Like you were saying earlier of like, oh, you have to have everything all perfect in order to approach God. And it's like, no, am I going to him about everything? Because he already knows, like, who am I kidding? Like, he already knows my thoughts. And but like, why do I think he's so far removed from me that I don't need to be going to him about this stuff? Yeah. And, and God just challenged me recently in that mm. I was praying, crying and praying as I do at times <laughs> because of my own life. What is stuff going to happen? Yeah. But when I was praying, it was so clear that gentle whisper was, you're not asking. Mm. And I was like, oh God. I, I was like, but can't you tell? <laughs> you already know. <laughs> you, say, you already know. Like, right. you, you created me. You know my desires. Yeah. And, and so to to hear that voice of even though he knows he still wants us to ask. Yeah. And, and it's so hard to get in that mindset sometimes because we can go on autopilot. Like yeah. I got this to-do list today. I got 10 items. I'm just going to rush through it. But then for me, sometimes doing that without putting him first, I still feel so unfulfilled mm. and or I feel more anxious i'm so anxious because there's so much that needs to get done Mm. and then it's like but what would it be like if i went to him in the morning and said god guide my day what would that 10 list look like i'm pretty sure it will change and so recently i started to say okay god help me to guide my day and give me the things that are going to be the most impactful for that day yeah Yeah. because there's so much to get done yeah there always is. Yeah. And I was telling my mom the other day, I was like, I feel like the little hamster on the wheel just going and going and going, but you don't have anything to show for it in yeah. my mindset. Right. Right. I I was telling my husband the other day, I like was on like a rollout, like with my personal work and I was working and I was working and I walked in and out into the kitchen and sweet thing made dinner for me and all oh. that stuff. And I walked out. I'm like, okay, I'm finally finished with work. I'm like, uh-uh. I'm at a stopping point with the work. Mm-hmm. I'm not finished with it by any means, but I'm at a place where I can stop for the day. Thank you for listening to part one of my interview with Paige Clark. 
from nine to five faith come back next week so you can hear all about the rest of our conversation and how in the world do i get off that hamster wheel